This is Vector Zero Radio, home of California political commentary, rants, and satire. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Battle Royale. Several men enter. One man leaves. Rated R for ridiculousness. So, let's talk about the 2018 California governor's race. We've got one potential candidate and three confirmed candidates. First, let's talk about the wild card. Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer is a Democratic mega-donor. He's often compared to the Koch brothers. How the Koch brothers are major donors for the Republican Party? Tom Steyer is the Democratic answer to that. He's raised a lot of money for Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama's respective campaigns. What's his background in? Big banking. He's worked for Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. And he made his fortune as a hedge fund manager when he founded Farallon Capital, an investment firm in San Francisco. The reason that I call him the wild card is that he hasn't officially declared his candidacy, but I have no doubt that if or when he ever does, he'll have no problem raising a ton of money. So this is how he first came on my radar. During the 2016 election cycle, he would put out a bunch of random commercials. And the odd thing to me was that none of them told you how to vote for any particular proposition or candidate. They were just really generic things. Like, clean air is good. Kids are our future. Think of the environment. Thanks for ruining my TV show, you jackass. Out of all the people that I'll be discussing today, the least is known about him. But if you just take a look at who he funds and their voting records, you can kind of get an idea of what he'd be. Another typical politician who says one thing and does another. Moving on, let's talk about the declared candidates. I would consider this next candidate as the long shot. Remember how I talked about how part of California's unfunded pension liability exploded by a 22% increase? Where CalPERS projected 7% earnings, but that turned out to only be 1% instead? Well, that's the handiwork of John Chang, everybody. The state treasurer who has helped cook the books in California to make the state seem solvent. The reason I'm against him is that without him, the insufficient public employee contributions to cover the very generous benefits at taxpayer expense couldn't be possible. So to me, he is very complicit in the state's dire financial situation. And he obviously doesn't represent the taxpayer. Oh, John Chang, I got some advice for you. From one Asian guy to another, stick to Kung Fu and math. Now before you get offended. I just want to say it's okay for me to say it. Not because I'm Asian, but because it's funny. I just wish we could get back to a world where we can all make fun of each other and laugh again. And no modern day political race would be complete without someone playing the race card. And that brings our next candidate. Antonio Villaraigosa. 
the former mayor of Los Angeles who has been plagued with scandals. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with Antonio Villaraigosa, he was really hyped up as the next great thing. He grew up in East LA to a poor family whose father left the family when he was about five. And as mayor of LA, he had his own opportunity to destroy his own family, which he did when he had an affair with a reporter. He's one of my favorite political punching bags because he's made himself so easy to attack. As mayor, he angled for every freebie that he could. His modus operandi would be he'd give some bogus speech at a Lakers game, Clippers game, Dodgers game, the Academy Awards, you name it. And he'd call it an official event that was part of the mayor office's duties. And this allowed him to get luxury seats that were worth anywhere from 1000 to $3,000 without paying a dime. It got so bad that the usually spineless Los Angeles Ethics Commission approved stricter rules to stop him from tiptoeing around the anti-corruption laws. He is a prime example of the worst in politics. Because to me, he represents someone who has no value in the free market whatsoever. Without politics, he is completely worthless to society. He's failed the bar exam four times, and to this day, has never passed. Well, let's just say I'm pretty affirmative on how he got into college and law school. And when he loses, I'm pretty sure we all know what his excuse will be. Racism. Especially all of the Mexicans in LA who don't vote for him. It'll have nothing to do with his terrible tenure as mayor. It's all just racism. Next up is the presumptive heir to the throne, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom is known for a number of things. Besides looking like he could play a dentist in a porno movie, he's the former mayor of San Francisco and the current lieutenant governor. And the reason why I think he's going to be the next governor of California, he's pretty much been groomed to climb the California political ladder. He has a history of playing it safe and pandering to voters. And he's managed to stay mostly scandal-free. Well, except for having an affair with his re-election campaign manager's wife. And when that came out, to distract from that situation, he declared gay marriage was legal in San Francisco. To me, this shows that he has no loyalty and he'll do anything to keep climbing that ladder. Now, you may have noticed that I didn't mention any of the party affiliations with these candidates. And that's because they are all Democrats. Thanks to our former Republican governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the 2010 Proposition 14. The two candidates with the most votes in the primary election go on to the general election, regardless of party affiliation. And since then... It's pretty much just been Democrat running it against Democrat. On the issues, they all want higher taxes, more anti-Second Amendment laws, more government spending. They're basically all indistinguishable on paper. It reminds me of what my dad told me about the elections in Vietnam. 
You could go to vote, but your vote meant nothing because your two choices would be between two different communist candidates and nothing would ever change. Oh, and speaking of communists in California, the state assembly recently passed Assembly Bill 22, which would allow state employees to openly be communists without fear of being fired for it. Now this comes as a surprise to no one, as it was pretty much already assumed that most on the state payroll were already communists. But thanks to the outrage of the Vietnamese community, who have actually lived through communism, and who were very vocal and outspoken against the bill, it was withdrawn from the California Assembly. So I'm hoping that maybe the rest of the state can follow suit. If a few angry Vietnamese people can help turn back a pro-communist bill, then I think the rest of us can demand some better candidates. I mean, is that really the best that we could come up with? A few guys who can't keep their dicks in their pants? A bunch of guys who see the taxpayer as their personal ATMs? Now, you guys may think I'm kidding, but Antonio Villaraigosa really did get into UCLA because of affirmative action. We need to start rejecting these terrible candidates who propose these terrible laws and terrible policies. And don't forget to check out vector0radio.wordpress.com for sources and new episodes weekly. Thanks for listening.